We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Cash Considerations, a Chicago Bulls podcast. We're part of the Blue Wire Network. I'm Ricky O'Donnell, and as always, I'm here with Jason Patton. Jason, you and I started this podcast so that we would have another outlet to complain about the Bulls because our writing and our tweets were not enough. But over the last year or so, we have gotten away from our roots. The Bulls (laughs) no longer started... They're no longer continued to be one of the worst teams in the league. They actually made some pretty off-season moves to build a competitive veteran squad. And for a couple of months, it looked like, all right, we got Garpax fired. That was one of our objectives of this podcast. <laughs> uh, got some new stars to replace, you know, Jimmy Butler. That was another reason we started this podcast, to complain about that trade. And everything was trending up a little bit for the Bulls. We did not know, or we did not really think, they would ever win a championship with this iteration of the team. But we thought, you know, this could be a team we would be proud to watch, proud to root for. And even if they weren't the best team in the league, at least they could be exciting, competitive, and not be a total civic embarrassment the way they were under Jim Boylan. Well, Jason, that era is over because the (laughs) Chicago Bulls are once again in absolute embarrassment. The Bulls are now 11-18 overall coming off a 150 to 126 loss to the Timberwolves without Carl Anthony Towns in the lineup, without Rudy Gobert in the lineup. That is coming on the heels of back-to-back losses to the New York Knicks. The first one in overtime, the second one, 114-91, and it didn't seem that close. Uh, Jace, the Bulls are back to being one of the worst teams in the league, while the sort of the conversation around the team has been, should they blow it up and tank? The Bulls are sort of choosing option C here, which is they are tanking without blowing it up. 11 and 18 overall. There's only four teams in the NBA that have fewer wins than the Bulls. Uh, The Pistons have eight. The Hornets have seven. And then in the West, the Spurs and the Rockets have nine. The Bulls have 11. Uh, Jace, me and you both were a little bit more tepid when. 
some people in the national media, some people at the ringer were calling for the Bulls to blow it up. And I feel like I owe my buddy Michael Pina an apology because <laughs> he was on it. The Bulls fucking suck. They're a terrible team. And after these last two games, getting their ass kicked by the Knicks, getting their ass kicked by the Timberwolves. I'm ready, dude. They got to pivot. There is no hope here. You know, two weeks ago, I wrote a column saying, it's just so sad that Lonzo Ball isn't part of, you know, that Lonzo Ball's hurt. Uh, the Bulls with Lonzo were a competitive team. Maybe they could be a really competitive team again without Lonzo. Jace, it is hard to talk yourself into Lonzo Ball's absence being the one thing holding the Bulls back right now because this team just flat out isn't competing. There's a million problems with the roster right now. There's a million problems with the front office, with the coaching staff, and always with the ownership. Man, if I had to identify one person as the biggest culprit, I'm choosing Zach Levine. Oh, by the way first year of a 215 million dollar deal that lasts for five seasons the bulls are screwed jason they are at a very very bad point and maybe the only way they could get out of it is to make the sign of the cross and hope for some lottery luck because there's really nothing else that's going to save the bulls uh and at this point it might be best to eh, trade alex caruso eh, trade demar Derozan, trade nikola vucevic Anyone want to make a good offer for Zach Levine? You can have him too, because this shit is going nowhere. And there is just no path forward for the current iteration of this team. So it is with a heavy heart, Jason, I say the Bulls are in an awful position and they have to look to pivot out of this core. Yeah, I mean, where do we begin with the disaster of the last week? And obviously they did not get off to a good start just in general this season. But, I mean, they were, what were they, 11 and 15, was not good going into this two-game Knicks series. And what did I say last week on our last pod? You got the Knicks at home, two games, go win both games, uh, and then we'll see kind of where you go from here. They lose another heartbreaker in that first Knicks game. Okay, like, it was competitive, but, and that was another game where they started like shit, and they start like shit like every game, basically. Playing from behind, they make the comeback, but they can't finish the job again. Uh, obviously, some crazy stuff was going on in that game. Uh, it was pretty exciting. And then the ne- next night, Friday, okay, so they whatever they lose a close game. I'm like, there's no way this they're going to then lose again to the Knicks. I don't know. The Knicks have been playing better. They're on like a long winning streak. But if you have any damn pride, you come out and you beat the Knicks' ass on your home court. Don't let them beat them twice on your home court in a row. And what happens? The Bulls get their fucking ass beat by what? They lost that game by 20 some points. Uh, I did not actually watch that game, but like I was following along with it. And I was just like, at one point I saw they were up seven late in the second quarter. And I check again and they're down like seven at half. And then they're all of a sudden down 20 in the third quarter. I was like, what is happening? Like, what is this just absolute mess? And that, that one, that one puts me on the brink of like, all right, maybe I am ready. Because as you said, we have been trying to hold the line and not go down the whatever tanking blow it up path but those two games it's like all right that this is really bad like maybe they do really need this and then the, the Minnesota game now this is just like the the coup de gras cherry on top uh of this where whatever Sunday night game and find out that Rudy Gobert's not playing I believe D'Angelo Russell was questionable like coming in he he ended up playing and then ended up just roasting them no cat the Timberwolves have been, I mean, uh, similar to the Bulls, very mediocre. They've been pretty disappointing after giving up all those assets to get Rudy Gobert. Now Cat's been off for a while, and he's going to be off for a while. So it's like, all right, after those two Knicks games, like, again, show some pride, come out, play, w- play well, 
I know they haven't been good on the road, but get a win against another whatever mediocre team. Maybe the Knicks are actually decent, but Timberwolves have decidedly not been good this season. Very thoroughly mediocre, and they're missing arguably their two best players. And you come out and give up 150 fucking points? Like, are you kidding me? So that was the last straw. Absolute last straw for me. Um, I mean, maybe this team turns it around, but what are they turning around? I mean, if you look at the East again, the East stand, the East has been pretty bad. You, the Nets are coming on, but there's like four or five teams really kind of separating themselves. He'd have gotten a little better, but I mean, at best right now, the Bulls, like if they kind of figure things out, which I mean, who knows what that, if that's going to happen. They're looking at the play. They're one of the, they're, they're a playing team uh, at this point because, uh, with the Knicks kind of getting hot and with the Heat getting getting up there and the Sixers are finding it, the Nets are hot, and then you got those top three. Clearly, the class, I mean, the Bulls are just in such a big hole. It's like, I just don't know, see how they can get out of the playing thing now. So it's like, so yeah, so what is the point? And with Lonzo, I mean, we got kind of a Lonzo ball update last night, but it was, again, he tried running. He still feels pain. Uh, and that's basically it. Oh, he's progressing, but he's still not running. Ultimately, every time he gets to the running part, there's pain. So it's like we're not going moving forward at all until the dude can run. He can't run. He can't play in the NBA. Uh, so, I mean, no point in expecting Lonzo back this season. But as you said, there are way issues bigger than Lonzo. Did I think that did I think Lonzo would help a lot, a healthy version of Lonzo? I mean, if he even if he did somehow come back this year, there's no reason to expect him to be like the peak version of himself after missing a, a full year. So that's just like, there's no point in expecting him back. And since that's the case, it's just like, where is this going? Yeah. So now it's, I am now, I said it last night before yesterday's game, if they lose this game that I'm, I will give it up and I will be fine with a blow it up, whatever tank type deal. Uh, and they gave up 150 and they lose by 24 and they get embarrassed and the quotes coming out of, the game last night, I mean, just brutal stuff. Billy Donovan calling out effort. Goran Dragic talking about they're not playing for each other. Zach Levine, I believe, called it embarrassing. Um, I mean, you got Billy Donovan putting out Jim Boylan quotes. You got to line up and physically put your nose, your body, and your spirit and soul in front of people. That is, We are back to fucking Jim Boylan quotes, except this time it's from Billy Donovan. I guess that's what happens when you get embarrassed all the time. You start going to hokey clo- coaching cliches and all that. And, I mean, I'm not going to put this all on Billy Donovan, and I've said that before. I said it last night, and I was tweeting about it. But again, like, <laughs> I feel like last game, last night's game, like, is a fireable offense game. Like, even though, like I said, I don't think he's like the root cause of, of the problem here. But like, that's a game where you're you're 11 and 18, you're disappointing, and like that's a game where you fire someone. You have to give up 150 points. But Billy got a <laughs> Billy got a secret contract extension, so like he's not going anywhere right now. Uh, Arturis Carnes service nowhere to be found. Uh, a Joe colleague claimed that whatever that he was, they were that he was asked for comment either about Lonzo or just the team in general. I mean, nowhere to be found. I mean, not that he's going to say anything because he never says anything, but I mean, maybe a little accountability and some just comments, anything about how this d- team is just has been a disaster so far this season. Uh, but no, we got nothing. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll come out of hiding at some point here, but uh, it's very disappointing not to hear anything on that front. Like I mentioned the Lonzo stuff, the quotes coming out. I mean, it's just a team that seems to have totally lost its way. And when that happens, and with the Lonzo situation being as bad as it is, it really is probably just time to start looking in another direction. And it just and it pains me so much because they did just make these big moves over in the last year or two. They did look really fun to start last year. I don't want to go back into another whatever dreary run of Bulls basketball where they're just like always bad. But I mean, they're bad right now. Maybe they don't even have to do anything and they still might freaking tank because they're 11 and 18 with all these other guys still playing for the most part. But obviously like if they do trying to, if you, you want to try to recoup assets and make some trades, if you want to do that, 
Zach can't be traded until January 15th, I believe. Obviously, DeMar and Vooch can be traded whenever. Uh, I still don't know if they're actually going to do that. Like, I, I'd still be surprised if Zach got traded this this year. DeMar, I could see if this thing keeps going poorly. Vooch has to go. I mean, just like, and it's not even like it's just on him, but like, he's a, he's going to be a free agent. You're not going to bring him back. You got to get something for him. So he's got to go and just like, so yeah. I mean, at this point, so if we're, but we're, but we're both on this train now, we both agreed that we have kind of pivoted to, all right, they need to look to do something big and change the direction. Like, so what are you looking for them to do? I mean, like anything specific you have in mind? Yeah. So my objective, so there's, there's two things. One, everyone knows the draft pick, their own draft pick is top four protected to the magic. I am of the opinion that that pick is probably gone no matter what, but because the NBA redid the odds and flattened them for the teams throughout the lottery, there is a chance that that pick hits. And honestly, the only thing that could save the bulls right now is lottery luck. It has been uh, more than 10 years since the bulls got lucky in the NBA draft. They got lucky with Jimmy Butler with the 30th pick in the draft. Of course they squandered that really lucky to win the lottery to get Derrick Rose. That was in 2008. But uh, they haven't gotten lucky since. And if you look around the league at, you know, the teams that are really competing at the top of the league right now, well, the Pelicans got really lucky to jump up the standings in the lottery to get Zion Williamson. The Grizzlies got really lucky to jump up the standings and to get John Morant. Now, the Grizzlies have done so many other things right. And the Pelicans, yeah. after being criticized by a lot of people like me and you, you know, let's say 12 months ago, have also done a ton of things right in constructing their roster. But still, does all of that fall into place without getting the lottery luck? So the Bulls need the lottery luck. They're unlikely to get it. I think the fact that Arturis Karnaschovas could not protect that pick any bigger than top four is just a massive red flag. And it's like, dude, so I'm going back and I'm looking at some other tradable picks in the 2023 draft, because if I'm the Bulls, we've talked so much about like, oh, let's get the Lakers picks 27 and 29. It's like, dude, (laughs) me and you are going to be on social security by the time those picks (laughs) we're going to be in our 40s. Uh, they got to get picks this year. They can't wait till fucking 2029. Like that's just way too long right. to the point where I don't think those Lakers picks are that valuable. By yeah. that point, the Lakers will have Luca or Ja or at least Devin Booker. Cause that's what the Lakers always do for every generation. They need picks this year. And even going through some of the picks this year, it's difficult because of the Stepien rule. A lot of these picks can't be traded. Uh, I would look at the Warriors as a team where it's like, okay, let's, you know, send Caruso to the Warriors for their first round pick. Well, I don't think they can trade it because they owe a top four protected pick to the Grizzlies next year from the Andre Aguidala trade. Uh, I was looking at the Mavericks pick, which belongs to the Knicks. That one's top 10 protected. I'm like, Karnaschovas, how could you not get <laughs> these Vooch picks top 10 protected? Why top Even the second protected? one. Even the second one. I get, okay, like the first one, fine. Maybe get that second one more protected at least in case things go belly up. Like you're already giving them a couple picks and like they already overpaid a bit when they got them. And now, yeah, the protections felt okay at the time, I guess, but definitely should have gotten the second one at least more protected. Yeah, the first one, just I just a total disaster. Yeah. So basically, what I'm doing when I'm trying to come up with some fake bull trades here are get 2023 draft picks. 
because I've mentioned this, you know, in my story on Alonzo and maybe a couple times on the podcast, but the 2024 draft not shaping up to be super special. Obviously, a lot can change. And, yeah. you know, if you could get a pick in the 2024 draft, you would still love to get that. Same with 2025. John Giovanni from Draft Express on the low post actually echoed this point recently, which made me happy. He said that the 2024 and 2025 drafts not looking super promising. So basically, I think the goal should be to get 2023 draft picks. What picks do you want? Well, I would love to get the Mavericks pick from the Knicks. Top 10 protected. Uh, so, you know, the best that pick is going to be is 11. And they have Luca, who is as good as any player in the world. So you figure maybe that's like, you know, in the 11 to 22 range or something. Would love to get that pick. If there's a deal where you could get two picks from the Knicks, because they have their own, they also have the Wizards lottery protected pick. Can't imagine that's ever going to convey. Because <laughs> the Wizards are just like, they're one of the few teams in the league that is in as bad of a spot as the Bulls. They've lost 10 games in a row, <laughs> I believe. <laughs> they lost 10 in a row. Like, they're probably tanking. They're in the exact same spot as the Bulls. Uh, you know, could you get the Sixers draft pick? From the Nets, I believe that the stepping rule doesn't apply if, like, it's somebody else's draft pick. So if you could get that one, Sixers pick, sure, I'll take that. Uh, how about the Kings pick? The Kings maybe loading up for a Western Conference playoff run. Give me that pick. But basically, I think if you look at DeRozan, Vooch, and Caruso, the goal should be to get three first-round picks out of those guys. Now, even if you're if you don't get the lottery luck that you so desperately need to save this horribly run franchise, <laughs> at least you could say, well, you know, we got the Blazers pick this year. Hopefully, hopefully that conveys, even though the Blazers, I swear to God, they get a starter hurt every February and it tanks <laughs> them. So, you know, don't count your chickens before they're hatched on that one. But ideally you get the Blazers pick. Hopefully that's around like the 19th pick in the draft or something. And then, you know, hopefully, like, you know, can you trade Caruso to the Kings, to the Heat, to something, to try to get a first-round pick there? And then for Vooch, maybe a semi-interesting young guy, someone in the Cam Reddish tier. Best-case scenario might be Moses Moody from the Warriors. I was going to bring up the Warriors. Like, Caruso, do you think they would trade any, like, their young guys for Caruso? Like, Wiseman at this point, it's, uh, I don't know about that, but like, would they trade Kaminga or Moody for Caruso? I don't know. I, mean, I know they like, like those guys have had flashes where they look pretty good, but like, would you have any interest in that? Do you think they would have interest in that? I would take Kaminga or Moody. I really don't think Wiseman's very good. I never yeah. thought he was very good. Actually, Wiseman and Caruso have matching salaries. They both make $9 million, nine million a year. Yeah. You could maybe see something there, but I want their pick. I want picks and I want picks in this draft. That's my top priority. Or I want picks that convey before 2027 and 2029. <laughs> right. So like if you got like basically you just put those three guys up. Well, you put everyone up and you just see what the offers are. I would, even though I think Zach Levine's the biggest problem with the team, I think he has a bad attitude. I think his defense has regressed. Is he uncoachable, Jason? Like, Levine is just, he looked so bad against the Timberwolves. It was like such a sore sight to watch. All the postgame quotes were about Levine when it comes to, like, holding people accountable. And then Levine's like, yeah, we got to hold the line and play. But it's like, dude, 
We're all talking about you, bro. You're the one who <laughs> fucking sucks. $215 million. But, you know, ideally, Levine, 27 years old. He's a great shooter, great scorer. Typically, teams will pay for those things. So I'd like to think you could rehab his value. Hold on to him. Lonzo, if he can ever walk up a flight of stairs or run on a treadmill again, maybe he can come back. And then Pat, keep those three guys, maybe. Sell off DeRozan, because otherwise you're extending him. Sell off Vooch, sell off Caruso. Caruso, like, I know it's going to be painful to see him go because everyone loves him, but he also deserves to be playing in high leverage games. And, you know, he's a guy who's made for the playoffs. And the Bulls fucking suck. They're not going to make the playoffs anytime soon. This team's a disaster. I almost think Caruso might be their most valuable guy just because the whole team, respect, the whole league respects him so much. And the Bulls are also in a position now where they can take back bad salary. Duncan Robinson on a $20 million a year contract from the Miami Heat. You know, if I can give the Heat Caruso and Vooch and get back Duncan Robinson and two first round picks, one this year, one in 2026 or whatever, I'd do that trade. The one trade that I was able to do on the trade machine, I got a I got oh, a man. three team trade. I got a three team trade that's getting the Bulls back four first round draft picks. Uh DeRozan and Vooch to the Lakers for their two picks. Caruso and Kobe to the Knicks for the Mavs pick, which is top 10 protected. And then just like any future pick, they have a bunch of them. They have like a Hornets lottery protected pick, a Wizards lottery protected pick. I don't see how either of those are translating anytime soon. The Knicks also have their own pick this year, which could be around like 23, 24, 25. Maybe they'd part with that. Caruso and Kobe to the Knicks. Bulls getting back, you know, Westbrook. Cam Reddish and Evan Fournier, maybe <laughs> like maybe Isaiah Hartenstein, if you could really uh, get a better package out of it. But I want the picks. I want the two Lakers picks for DeRozan and Vooch. I want two picks from the Knicks for Caruso. They get off a bad contract. So you pay a pick for that and then a pick for Caruso. Uh, that's what I would want, Jace. I guess I mean I guess I do wonder you you talk about DeRozan and the Lakers picks and like how it's so far out like I do wonder like he's obviously putting up huge numbers still I do wonder if someone else would be willing to give two I mean just with with how he's obviously not like a young star anymore I mean fucking Rudy Gobert just went for what five firsts like I'm not saying DeRozan's gonna go for that because he is whatever you got half a year of him and then like another year, year and then next year so like I don't know if how much a team is willing to give up for him. But like, is, do you think somebody is willing to give up two or three for like closer first? Or is that just, is that wishful thinking at this point? I mean, his, sal- his salary is what? 27 million. So it's not like a monster salary, but just with some of the way that some of these trades lately with resetting the market of like star trades with Don, with Mitchell and Rudy and some of these other ones, I mean, Drew Holiday went for three firsts and, st- and kind of stuff like that. And like pick swaps, like, Obviously, you try to work some, maybe try to work pick swaps in here too. But uh, I do just, I really do wonder what Demar's actual value is on the trade market. Like I said, Vooch, Vooch is like whatever. Zach is so it's such a huge question mark too because he's got five years, but he just hasn't been good. Demar's legit, still very good offensively at least. Defensively, we know there are problems, but like still one of the best scores in the league. He's not that old yet. Got a year and a half if you do trade him. Like how just how much is that worth? Two picks, three picks. One, like, firsts and, like, a good, decent young player? I don't know. 
it'll be very interesting to see if they do try to go down that route. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, Kevin Fergan put a good one in a group chat I'm in. Caruso, Kobe, and Javante to the Heat for Duncan Robinson, a 2023 pick and a 2027 pick. Like, those are the type of moves you got to make. And essentially what this is, is like the Bulls sold off all their future flexibility to build this team. Yeah. The team did not work. And the team is not going to work. Even if Lonzo can come back, and Lonzo can come back at full strength. Like, first of all, that takes a massive leap of faith considering he can't walk up a flight of stairs 11 months after the injury but like what you do have is some guys that other teams probably want caruso is coveted around the league we saw a clip of steve kerr going up to caruso and telling him i want you (laughs) uh you know vooch on an expiring deal vooch has been pretty good this year in derozan you would think would have some sort of market because there's a lot of teams credit the invention of the play-in tournament credit uh just like the western conference being down in general where a lot of teams think they can make a run make a move this year so uh i do think there's going to be some buyers a lot of buyers the bulls are well positioned to be a seller and i would put the entire roster up for sale at this point like ideally you keep pat and you sort of groom him and Pat is still, I believe, 21 years old. Uh, we still don't know what Patrick Williams can be. He's He's been disappointing to this point. And you're going to have to pay him after this year. He's going to be extension eligible. He'll, I'm going to guess the Bulls are not going to agree to an extension with Patrick Williams. He's going to go to restricted free agency. Uh, or at least like to that summer. And then we'll see if they could work out a deal. But, uh, you know, if you get a great offer for Pat, sure. Take that too. But I don't think one's really going to be out there. I mean, if you're gonna, re- yeah, if, and I don't think so. If you're and if you're gonna like go the rebuilding route, you might as well just keep him and see if, and like I said, groom him, see if he can might actually, well like, that. and see if he can actually develop into the guy that you thought he was when he picked him fourth. You might as well, like, because it's all like, yeah. At this point, you're if you were trading Pat, like up to this point, it was to get a win now, like star level, close star level player to fill out this core. Now, if they're going away from that, why trade Pat like, for? whatever unless there was some like crazy deal out there but i just can't see that actually happening so yeah might as well yeah, my it. point is like put the whole roster up for the highest in the sea and yeah. now that you have to move these guys like i would think levine's value is at an all-time low right now so maybe you keep levine try to read they've lost the value hopefully. they've lost plenty of games with zach levine before <laughs> so that, i don't think like right. that. levine's almost a tank commander at this <laughs> point right like levine is not winning you games we know yeah. that he'll get hot for three games and score 50 and win you those games. But other than that, like Zach Levine's not ruining your ping pong. 
ping pong odds. So what I'm targeting, Jay, is 2023 draft picks, 2024 draft picks, 2025 draft picks. If it's after 2025, I really don't want it. But, I mean, if the Lakers deal is the best deal you can get, I'd still probably take it. And then I you do. just figure out whatever the hell the next step is. I do wonder now, though, with the Lakers, with AD missing a month plus, are they going to be willing? They, they, so far, it seems like they've been unwilling to include those picks, or at least both of them, or at least like unprotected. Like, I'd want those picks unprotected. So like with AD out, like I know they won the last couple games even without him, but like I'm assuming they're not really going to go anywhere. Like they're, so like are they are they still willing to make a big move like that? I mean, I guess like I mean, would they like? I mean, Vooch would be a decent AD replacement. I know Thomas Bryant's been playing okay for the the last couple games, but you get Vooch and Demar in there. Like, are they would they still be willing to do that? And then they get AD back later. I mean, maybe. I guess I don't know. I am I am just curious to see if this AD injury kind of alters any of their mindset there. Yeah. So I really think Caruso might be the most valuable guy the Bulls have on the roster. And I feel like Vooch is the guy you got to trade because, you know, I was just at the gym. I was listening to a low post episode that was dated a little bit. And Zach said on the pod that like, oh, you know, maybe you extend Vooch for a pay cut. You know, maybe you know, currently Vooch was making 22 million, maybe. So maybe, you know, 16, 17, 18 million, you extend him. I'm more worried about the years, though, because while Vooch is a solid player, the way the team needs to go is not like we need a 34-year-old yeah. center. And like doubling down on this core. <laughs> yeah. So, man, this team sucks. And <laughs> it's a bu- such a bummer. Because I, found them, I found them to be like pretty likable. You know, after AJ Griffin made that tip-in shot with 0.5 seconds left, Bulls lose to the Hawks. They had scored one more point than they had allowed. I think I mentioned this on the yes. podcast before. So their point differential was like 0.0, but they had actually scored one more point. By luck-adjusted net rating, they were number 14 in the entire league. And then it was the two games against the Knicks, and I said these two games are going to determine the season. Well, Jace, they lost one more close game. If you could count on the Bulls to do one thing, <laughs> lose a close game. And I think the close losses have started to sort of break their spirit because they got their ass whooped by the Knicks the second game at home, and then just a totally humiliating effort, allowing 150 points. The most points the Bulls have allowed since 1982. Kevin Anderson of NBC Sports tweeted that one out. Kevin and I were texting a little bit today just about you know what the Bulls should do. Kevin says he's buying land on Bulls Pessimism Island. Well, aren't we all? Because <laughs> there's just no path forward for this team anymore. And it sucks because the the question I asked Kevin in our text is, do you think the Bulls can make the playoffs in the 2020s? Like, did we really sell our souls for one playoff win in a team that never had a chance anyway? Now, obviously, it's 2022, about to be 2023. So there's, there's a long time to go. But, dude, they're probably not getting their pick this year. At least when you're bad, you have your draft pick. The Bulls are bad and don't have their draft pick. And then in 2025, they own a top eight protected pick to the Spurs. So they could, again, give up another top 10 pick for DeRozan. Uh, It's a complete disaster. And the last thing I want to say on this, Jace, is if the Bulls 
do not decide to tank, if they decide to hold the line, keep it together, because they gave Billy Donovan a secret extension, and Billy Donovan famously does not like to tank. That's how it was when he was with the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. He basically left the Thunder because he didn't want to tank. That will truly be the most embarrassing thing the Bulls could possibly do. Like, who cares about Billy Donovan? <laughs> they could just fire Billy Donovan. If Billy Donovan doesn't want to rebuild, I don't blame him. The Bulls need to rebuild because yeah. this course. Does Billy Donovan want to coach Zach Levine anyway? Given his post-game quotes, it sure doesn't seem like it. So blow this shit up, dude. Pray for some lottery luck. You're not going to get it, but you got to pray for it. Hopefully the Blazers make the playoffs. See how many picks you can get in this draft. Hopefully you could get at least one more. And then you get the Blazers pick, one more. You got Pat, you got Io, you got Zach, you got Lonzo, you got Dalen. And just go from there. But... It's rough, dude. It's really bad for the Bulls right now. And somehow they're only like the third most hopeless team in the city because of the Cubs and the Black. So, <laughs> hey, the Cubs just got Dansby Swanson. It's all good. <laughs> um, so I guess you said like if they choose not to do it. So I guess right now, if you were to bet, do you think they actually will blow it up this season? Do you think this front office will do it? Uh, well, so Will Purdue on the post game show yesterday recalled Arturis Karnaschovas's preseason comments where he said, we were not surprised to make the playoffs last year, and this year we need to see improvement. Well, you're not seeing improvement from a team that won 46 <laughs> games a year ago, that's for sure. So I fucking hope so, because part, I'm sure that ownership is not going to want to sign up for another tank route, especially right. when you don't even own your draft pick. I mean, there's going to be like a 60 or 70% chance. Even if they, got the, they were the worst record in the league, they would have a 49% chance of losing their pick. If they were the worst team in the league, which they're probably not going to be able to get down that far anyway. At that point, it's a coin flip. So, like, what if they're the fifth worst team in the league, which is probably well, where they will end up, or sixth worst? or se- I mean, they're the seventh worst team every year, basically, <laughs> since uh, since they traded Jimmy. So, they'll probably be the seventh worst team again. The odds are flattened now in the lottery, so maybe they can jump up. But will they do it, Jace? I don't think ownership's going to want to do it. I think ownership's going to want to be like, Let's maybe try to make the playoffs, but they're not going to make the playoffs. They suck. I think the concern, the concern you have for this outlook, I think obviously they've been bad. They are still, I'm pulling up the standings right now. Even despite being 11 and 18, they're still like, because the Raptors also suck. The Raptors are the 10 right now in, uh, in the NBA. So the Bulls are like a game behind the 10 seed. Like the concern is they'll be like, well, whatever. Like they go for the play in terms of whatever. The Bulls are a game and a half right now. The Raptors are 13 and 17. They've lost five in a row. The Pacers are coming. Pacers are coming back down to earth. Like the Hawks have been mediocre as hell. Miami's finally starting to win. So that's who the Bulls play tomorrow is Miami. And, And then the Bulls play the Hawks after that. So the concern here is that the Bulls, like, Obviously, they look, they've looked hopeless the last couple nights. And it's like, how is this team ever going to win again? We, they've had some nice games. The concern here is that they like, whatever, if they like the next couple games, maybe they win both or win one or two. I mean, no reason to think that right now, but is that they just hang around that play-in enough and ownership, right? It's like, we want to we want to play in the play-in tournament. Maybe we can get in, get those extra home games. Yeah, I mean, because even for that, what if they like get like a... They get to like the nine seed and they get uh, an extra home game there. Maybe they get a couple extra. And then if they somehow got in the playoffs, that's extra, that extra home game revenue. So like, I think that would be the concern is that since these other teams also stink, 
that they just think that there's whatever a path to the play in and that that's what they want to do. You would hope that whatever I would hope that AK does not see things that way, given how things have played out and that whatever, if you, if they like, if ownership doesn't let you do it, then maybe you should just quit and find another job. I don't know. I know it's, <laughs> I know it's a prestige job to run an NBA team, but like, I mean, if, if they're not going to let you do like what you want to do uh, in terms of if you want to go to a rebuild, well, then that's like, again, I don't, I don't know. Maybe just fire, maybe just fire yourself or quit. I don't know. That is, I, I think that is a legitimate cause for concern to have uh, about if you want the, if as we're turning to possible blow up route is that they're just, the East is the, the whatever the plan spot, the standings in the East are still so crappy that the bulls with just like even a decent amount, decent performance over the next whatever month or two here decide that, Oh, you know, we think we can make the playing tournament. We're just going to roll this out and keep mo- moving forward and see how things play out. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. I do. Like I said, I do think they'll trade. I think they'll make some moves. Do I think they'll actually go full hog and like trade Demar and Vooch? I would kind of. I think I would bet no. Honestly, at this point, uh, maybe they trade Vooch and like Caruso. I don't. I said I don't think Zach's going to trade this year. Maybe in the off season. Maybe moving forward. But I just don't know if they're going to get a good enough trade offer where to make is it worth it. And as we said, like you probably don't have to do it. Like they did trade Demar and Vooch and Caruso, and you just run this and the run the team you have with Zach there, like. You're probably, I mean, they're losing enough games as is. You're probably going to keep losing. So, like, that's not much of concern. So, I don't think they're going to go full blow it up, even though they probably should, I think would be my guess right now. Unless this truly just like, I mean, they lose the next couple and then they play, I think, Milwaukee next week too. Like, if they really just totally bottom out here, maybe they will totally pivot to a full, full, full blow up. I am not convinced they are going to do that yet. No inside information, just not convinced based on. What, what has been out there. I know Casey wrote an article today about just like, you know, like the Bulls have shown it, no inclination to fire Billy, no inclination to make big moves. But like, if this thing, if this keeps going this way, they have to think about it. Hopefully they are thinking about it. Hopefully if things keep going poorly, they do go down that road because these last, yeah, these last two games have sucked the soul, the spirit, any type of like hope out of this team. I mean, they're 11, 18. I know there's a lot of season left, but like at this point, just like, they have not shown any reason to believe that they can do anything special here with these guys. And especially with Lonzo out, just like, where the fuck do they go from here? And it's, he probably should blow it up. And that's that, but we'll see if they do it. You got anything else? We could probably yeah. wrap it up here. We guess- can wrap it up, but man, what you said about being one game out of the plan is so depressing. The Raptors can make some tanking trades too. The yeah. Wizards can make some tanking trades. They both have been, you know, pieces probably better than the Bulls to sell off if they really want to do it. The Raptors can trade Fred Van Vliet. The Wizards could trade Kuzma. Uh, man, dude, the Bulls, I could totally see them going into the play-in tournament with like 34 wins and just like totally sacrifice any edge they might be able to get in trying to keep their draft pick this year, not acquiring any like future picks to help build the team. So that's really sad. Uh, bull suck, dude. It's tough. I wanted to like this team. I really thought if they could have just won like 42, 43 games, been like a little bit over 500, come back with Lonzo next year, that that would have been okay. But this team sucks ass. They're nowhere close to 500. They're minus two in point differential now. The defense went from number nine to number 18 in one game. <laughs> I tweeted about this hours ago. 
So that's totally pathetic. Like the Bulls were staying competitive because the defense was in the top 10. Well, we all knew the Bulls didn't have a top 10 defense. You just just by the personnel. There's no way they were one of the 10 best defenses in the league. Seems like the uh, the light got put on that one. So it pains me to say that Bill Simmons is right and that Michael Pina is right, but they got to fucking blow it up. Like, <laughs> could you could you maybe trade Vooch and Caruso and keep Demar? And like, you know, how many games is Demar gonna really will you to win if you lose? If you're starting Andre Drummond, right? And if you lose. So Caruso is just like, he's such a monster. When Caruso's hurt, it's like the team has no chance to win. Caruso's hurt all the time anyway. You should probably trade him ASAP. I mean, last season, I mean, last season, whatever, when they were missing Alonzo and Caruso together, they were fucking terrible for a good chunk of that. Like the only, the reason they won a bunch of those games was DeMar going like total hero. But like, is he going to do that again? I mean, when he's, when he was putting up like 40 a game on 50% shooting it, He's been good, but like I don't know if he's got that in him again. So like, yeah, if you traded those two guys, you might be able to keep Demar and Zach and and just still tank it out. But again, if you can get great, if you can get a good trade offer, obviously you got to look at it. You got to think about doing it. Possibly pull the trigger if someone's going to throw huge offers out there for any of these guys. Anything should, yeah, anything should be on the table. They should look to blow it up. Hopefully we see something happen if they keep going like this. Otherwise, I mean, I, I don't know how it's there. I don't I like to say they're going to totally bottom out, but like, otherwise it's probably just going to be meandering along with this. And like you said, end up with like the th- mid thirties and wins. Like that'd be a, that scenario. If they were like made the play in at like nine or 10 with like 35, 36 wins or like whatever in the thirties and wins, but then somehow made it through and then they automatically lose their, then that pick is definitely gone. Uh, and then they could just get smoked by like Boston, Milwaukee in the first round. Like so much of those days where we were getting excited about maybe playing Boston as the eighth seed and giving them a run because it's still hilarious that they won those couple games. But that'd be yeah, that'd be uh, that wouldn't be great. But yeah, what do I the guess- Bulls need, Jason? They need lottery. a miracle. They, they need the, the rig. Thing rig- say, they need a miracle. Rig the lottery. They need a second foot three red French wonderkind <laughs> to save us, or we need Amen Thompson, or we need Scoot Henderson. And you know what's sad? Even if the Bulls got Wembenyama, he would just get hurt and be a bust. <laughs> like the Bulls are the only team that could make Wembenyama a bust. Then he would like leave, go to the Lakers, and be amazing. But. It's just so like the problems with the organization are so deeply rooted. Like you could look at it and be like, well, they drafted Pat over Halliburton and they, you know, should have got better protections on the Vooch deal and all these things. And all these things are true, but also they can't develop anyone. Their scouting is just bad and shows no signs of improving. Uh, They can't go into the luxury tax tax because of ownership constraints just small front office, like not enough analytics. There's just so many problems and no, de- no development, no freaking shooting coach. There's <laughs> literally a hundred problems wrong with this organization that are preventing them from even getting to the point where you could be like, well, they should have drafted Tyrese Halliburton over Pat. It's like, yeah, they should have. Duh. Anyone could play that game. The Suns probably feel that way too. They took Jalen Smith over Tyrese Halliburton, one pick before him. But it's just a bad organization. Yeah. And now they've it's made some trades that have truly compromised their future and taken away any hope of 
you know, getting back to even. Besides for their small chance to keep this top four protected pick. The only thing that's going to save him, Jace, is a miracle. Rig the lottery. That's it. Uh, I guess let's look ahead here as we finish up. As I mentioned, they go to Miami tomorrow. They won in Miami on opening night. That feels like forever ago. And then the next night, I believe they were in Atlanta, where they just lost on a last second. Uh, so again, two more games against teams that have been middling. Again, Miami is has been coming around lately. Jimmy is still Jimmy, and I think they're mostly healthy. Actually, they've, I know their injury reports have been crazy this year, but uh, I think Jimmy will play in that game tomorrow. Uh, I haven't seen anything, anything otherwise, but uh, so it's again Heat, and then my stupid app is not updating. Heat Hawks. And then they have a couple days off for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And then they're back at it again against Houston, I believe, back home the day after Christmas. Uh, I mean, obviously Houston's bad, but Houston has won a few pretty interesting games. I think they beat the they beat the Bucks, maybe the Suns. They won a couple a couple of good games in a row there. But either way, I mean, the way the Bulls are playing right now, I don't know if they could beat anybody, but we'll see. Oh no, I know they play the Knicks, not the Rockets. They play the Knicks again. What am I doing here with the schedule? They play the Knicks on Friday. So it's Heat tomorrow. I keep forgetting what date is. Heat tomorrow, Hawks Wednesday, Knicks again Friday. But that's all on the road. That's three games on the road. Uh, and then they play. And then they're off for a couple days for Christmas. And then they come back home. So like three game, three more games they could lose. I mean, they, they could e- we could easily be sitting on Christmas and they're 11 and 21. Uh, I would the guess Hawks maybe. Yeah, I can see them winning maybe one. Maybe they'll get one of those games. But like. I guess so. I guess most likely they're probably it's probably Christmas and they're 12 and 20. Uh, even if they go two and one, whatever, 13 and 19, like still bad. So it's like, I don't know, not a Merry Christmas. I'm for the Chicago for losses. Bulls. I'll just say that I'm rooting for losses. Never thought we'd get there this year. I know, not this year. But. Yeah. It's, I'm, the, yeah, I'm not sure if I am like full root for losses. Like I said, I'm in like, I'm fine with blowing it up, totally going there. I still don't know if I could bring myself to root for losses, but. Uh, obviously, if they lose, they do lose. It's like whatever, fine, all good, whatever. Fuck that. Uh, so yeah, it's an unfortunate place to be. Hate doing it. I said I'm, I'm generally against the tanking thing, but uh, with the, where this is going, just unfortunate. That is going to do it for us here on this blow it up episode of Cash Considerations, HI Bulls podcast. As always, shout out to the Blue Wire Network. Uh, please check out any of the other great podcasts all across the network. Tons of great content coming out of Blue Wire Network for us here at Cash. Please rate and review us. Give us those five-star ratings. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, all those good places. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore J, where I will drunkenly, happily drunkenly rant about the Bulls like I was last night. I said last night would have been even an even more fiery pod because I had, had a few too many drinks while at my, celebrating my father-in-law's 70th birthday, but uh, probably a little bit better to get a cooler head today. But and you can follow Ricky at SB underscore Ricky. So that's going to do it for us here on this episode of Cash Considerations H Cowboys Podcast. We'll talk to you guys next time. If we do not do another pod before Christmas, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to all the listeners out there. Happy Hanukkah, all those good stuff. So take it easy, everybody. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. 
Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.